Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Out in the Tampa zone. He'll leave it. Dylan Cousins trying to create a lane with a shot. Scores! The workhorse from Whitehorse in overtime. And the Sabres win it 3-2 with 3.14 to go in the extra period. There's your game-winning goal. Dan Dunleavy on the call, and it's courtesy of Dylan Cousins. He's been struggling offensively, coming up with a big-time goal for his team and for himself as well, the game-winner. That's our play of the game tonight. It's the NOCO play of the game, brought to you by NOCO, the official gas, natural gas and electric supplier of the Buffalo Sabres. As we welcome you back here to the Ted Darling Memorial Press Box, I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. 3-2 Buffalo gets it done. We'll go down to the locker room with Paul Hamilton in just a few moments to get player reaction. Pat Malacaro joining me with me right now. And, Pat, uh, a game the Sabres looked like they were going to come out and dominate. They let Tampa hang, hang around, and it really almost cost them. It gave Tampa actually a point in the standings, but in the end, at least the Sabres got to be happy that they got two. Yeah, it's one of those where you wanted to get the win in regulation, but you're glad to get the two points because it could have snowballed the other way. It could have with scoring just seven seconds to go in regulation that really could have deflated the Sabres Tampa Bay could have you know taken the the play to Buffalo but instead the Sabres were the ones who dominated the nearly two minutes of the overtime and early on this year who else is in on the scoring in that final goal of the night Jordan Greenway who has been very good for this team the first three games yeah he's been one of the best Sabres so far through three games in this one uh, some players coming in struggling Cousins is right near that top of that list as was Jeff Skinner both of them end up getting goals in this game. Yeah, I think that's a, a big emotional boost for someone like Dylan Cousins, who really had struggled to, to get anything going in a rhythm over the first couple of games. Uh, had Peyton Krebs on his line tonight uh, on the uh, shuffling of the lines a little bit with Victor Olofsson coming out um, of the lineup. So, yeah, for Cousins, maybe this is his springboard. And, you know, you get a goal from Zemigas Gergensen's tonight. You know, you're looking for your secondary scoring other lines than just the top two and does it right away yeah cousins the game winner we go first live to paul in the locker room with the goal scorer that got the game winning goal thanks brian dylan if you could uh, go go through the game winning goal for us yeah i mean i just uh hopped on the ice and greener made a good drop pass and i i realized there's a forward on me and i felt like i could get him make a move to get around him and then uh i just fired the puck and it found its way in so yeah did you feel better tonight yeah i mean um yeah i think so i think i felt uh pretty good in every game I, I, I know I haven't played my best hockey yet but uh, I know it's coming what's the emotion like Dylan, when that one goes in I know I know it's only game three but to get the first one out of the way it had to have been important for you guys 
Yeah, that was uh, big to get that win, especially after giving up a goal with seven seconds left. That would have been frustrating to lose that game. But uh, those are the type of games we need to win, low-scoring, uh, gritty games, and uh, you know, games where we just find a way. Because you guys can score goals, you proved that a lot of times, but to win a low-scoring game, is it kind of like, okay, we can win a lot of different ways? Yeah, I think that's something, uh, you know, last year we were winning a lot of games by scoring, not by just scoring more goals, you know, like by scoring a lot of goals. And, and uh, I think this year we know in playoffs it's going to be low-scoring games, and uh, we know we got to win games uh, that are low-scoring and, and defensive battles. So um, that's what we did tonight, and uh, it's good. How important was it for you guys to come out with the energy you did at the start of the game? Yeah, it was big, um, you know, to lose the first two games. Obviously, we're frustrated, and um, but, you know, it's a long season. It's an 82-game season. We can't uh, get down on ourselves. We've got to look to the next game, and that's what we did. So, um, you know, it's a good team over there, and uh, we found a way to win. Did you feel that was an excellent defensive effort? It seemed like you guys came back in waves. You were helping each other. You're with each other. And if Devin had to make the save, he did. Uh, did you feel it was a really good defensive effort? I think so, yeah. I mean, that's uh, obviously one of the best teams in the league and one of the most offensively skilled teams. So to hold them to one goal until seven seconds left and with the amount of power plays they had, I think uh, you know, that was really big for us to gain that confidence and, and show we can beat those teams in low-scoring games. Well, it's like to have Pey uh, Peyton on your wing. You didn't really have a chance to practice with him other than the morning skate, but what was it like to have him over there? Yeah, uh, I love Krebsy. Um, you know, he, he's, he's a horse out there. He's, he's always skating a million miles per minute. Um, and, uh, you know, I love playing with Vic, too. I think Vic's super skilled. But, uh, you know, I think here on this team, we're happy to play with any guy. Anyone can play with anyone. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Thank you, Dylan. Yeah. Dylan Cousins on the post game. Brian, back to you. Cousins scoring. Thank you, Paul. 146 into the overtime. Just seconds after power almost ended the game. Yeah, and let's not overlook the fact that this is a four-game stretch of home games for the Sabres, a team that was under 500. They lost more than they won at home last year. They have to change that if they want to be a playoff team this year, now 1-1 one and one at home through two. Calgary is the first of these next set of home games coming up Thursday. The Islanders here Saturday night, and then Montreal uh, on Monday. All those games here at KeyBank Center, as Pat mentioned, a part of this four-game homestand. So 1-2 and two on the season, 1-1 one and one at KeyBank Center with some home games coming up. And after facing Shesterkin and Sorokin, Pat, on the first two games and maybe frustrating losses, you feel like with Jonas Johansson in net tonight, they had to feel like they had to come away with this. And that's why maybe the second and third periods were frustrating. I use your word. Uh, because the Sabres didn't get anything other than the first two until overtime. Get more shots. They, they had put 31 on the night, but more quality shots, and this probably doesn't get to overtime. Yeah, that's right. Sabres also... Tonight, well, getting a goal from Zemgis Gergensens. He is now up next with Paul. Thanks, Brian. Zemgis, how big of a win is this, especially since they came back and tied it, but you still persevered and was able to get the win. Uh, how big a win is this for the hockey club? Oh, big. Uh, anytime the first one of the year is big, uh, especially uh, with the two first ones being lost, you know, uh, yeah, you want to get that win as soon as you can, and uh, it was great by us by sticking through it till the end. What were the biggest things to contribute to the way you guys played in this hockey game? Uh, just smarter, uh, hunting pucks down. Uh, uh, I still don't think we're where we want to be. I don't think uh, every player is feeling 100%, so uh, it's a process, and uh, we've been getting better uh, every game, so that's a great thing to see. What you like about the way the group responded after the late goal? What's that? What you like about the way the group responded after the late goal? Uh, just playing the right way. Um, we've talked about that a lot here, and... Uh, as I said before, we still have uh, some things to iron out, but uh, the response was great. So, how would you like the defensive effort? It seemed like you guys played well defensively. Uh, looked like you were there for each other. You kind of came back in waves, and when Devin had to make a big save, he did. Uh, 
how did you like the defensive effort? I think it was good. Uh, as I said before, it's uh, we're in the process here, and uh, we're trying to get better at the D zone. Uh, as everything else, there's still uh, a lot of things to improve. But uh, I did like the effort and uh, how we came out today. Go through your goal, maybe how it came about, and you having the shooting mentality, which Don Granado wants you guys to have. I, uh, you know, uh, Josie just got a puck, and I saw an opening that no one's there, so I uh, took off and. Uh, he hit me with a nice pass, and then I just uh, kind of let it rip. What has Eric Johnson brought to the penalty kill? Uh, I mean, not just penalty kill, the, the whole team. He's brought a lot of uh, his veteranship. Uh, he's, a, he's a voice in the locker room. Uh, he's not afraid to speak up. It's uh, something we need. And uh, uh, PK, too, it's been uh, way better. He uh, always chimes in uh, what can work better, and it has helped a lot. of. Why were you able to take those passing lanes away on the penalty kill? Because you seem like you guys did a very good job of that. Uh, I mean, number one, just keeping the sticks on the ice, uh, being aware of where uh, their guys are. Um, that's been that's been kind of focused with us. And uh, as I said before, uh, things are improving there too. Thank you, Zemgus. Zemgus Gergensen's on the post game. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul, thank you very much. Zemgus Gergensen's opened the scoring for Buffalo, giving them a one nothing lead. Then Jeff Skinner later the first gave Buffalo a 2 to nothing lead. Hagel scoring twice, one in the second, one in the third, one with just seven seconds left to tie it up at two, uh, forcing overtime where Dylan Cousins ends up getting the game winner from Greenway and Darlene. Let's get some final stats in here as our final stats are brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. 31 shots for the Sabres, 22 for Tampa. Both teams 0 for the night of the power play. Sabres 0 of 3, and the Lightning 0 of 4. Let's go back down to the room. Devin Levi is now live with Paul. Thanks, Brian. Devin, it seemed like you guys worked very well together as a group. Uh, It seemed like the team played well defensively, and when there was a breakdown, you made the big save when you had to. Did you guys really mesh well uh, defensively, did you think? Yeah, I mean, I know going into the second period, I think I only saw my first shot like halfway through. Um, and I think they had a power player too, um, some 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 good zone time as well. Um, so you know the boys just locked it down. I was like, wow, like this is amazing. So I got played for them now. Um, so it's it, it just it was a great feeling that it felt like everyone was playing for each other, um, and you know everyone kind of dialed in, and it was it was it was great. Devin, what's it like from your perspective to see the guys start the game with so much energy from the jump? What is that like from your crease? Yeah, I mean it was great. It was nice to 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 not go down um, two in the in the first period this time. So, um, you know, I think we're a pretty dangerous team when we're up goals. Um, I think other teams are forced to open up and kind of um, force on offense. And, you know, we got a lot of good chances tonight. So I think it was uh, it was a good change from the other games, and we're just uh, planning on, on growing. But, you know, if we do give up the first or the first two, we have full confidence in coming back um, and in our ability to kind of get back in the game and close it out. Even though they tied it with seven seconds left, you talked about confidence. Obviously, the confidence didn't go away with the way the team played in overtime. It was a win you guys really, really needed, wasn't it? Yeah, they made my job easy in overtime. You know, two two posts, one of them a goal. Um, you know, seven seconds left, letting in a goal isn't exactly ideal, but you got to love the adversity. You know, who wants to win normally? Let's make it interesting. Let's let's give the fans a good time. So um, it was just a great game. Boys played great. Cuz got my back on the goal. So um, we got the win. That's all that matters. Penalty kill in front of you. Uh, you guys had, I believe, four penalty kills. Uh, it seemed like they really took the passing lanes away uh, and didn't have a lot of great opportunities on the kill, did they? 
No, not really. You know, every seam pass they made, I think the middle guy was there to, to pick it off. So um, lots of clears today, not a lot of zone time. Um, you know, they made the, the killers made my job easy tonight. So, um, you know, it was great. Everyone's learning. Everyone's getting better. As someone of high school musical age, did you find yourself singing along when Skinner finally scored like the rest of us, or were you too locked in? No, I loved it. It was nice. It was a good vibe. Um, I don't know the words, but it was just it was nice to hear. Thanks, Devin. Thanks, Devin Levi in the postgame. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul, thank you very much. Devin Levi, Sabres goaltender there, facing 22 shots tonight. Made 20 saves. He gets his first win of the season, as does the team, in a 3-2 overtime victory. All right, at this time, we're going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliate stations. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com, or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on our flagship on WGR in Buffalo, more postgame coming up. We'll have Don Granato's postgame comments, Paul Hamilton in the locker room, highlights. Your calls are welcome, 803-0550. Final score again, 3-2 Buffalo in overtime. Dylan Cousins, the game winner. I'm Brian Colziel. More Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show coming up right after this, live at KeyBank Center. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. by Radish, but not out of the zone. Big hit against Joseph on the far side. Dolene comes over with the answer on Austin Watson, and now we've got a scrap over the far side of the ice, and Austin Watson. Well, Austin Watson taking a run at Tyson Jost. Dolene comes over, gives him a whack, then Gergensen says, let's go, drops the gloves, and well, they were off and running there. Good response by the Sabres, and that is our Clinton collision. Hit of the game, Clinton collision. We are there when you need a repair. Back here at KeyBank Center on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. I'm Brian Colziel here in the press box. Thanks for being with us. Buffalo beating Tampa tonight 3-2 to as Dylan Cousins gets his first of the season. A much-needed goal for Cousins, 146 into the OT. That gives Buffalo a 3-2 to victory. Uh, another stat to add along this mini kind of domination over the lightning we'll call it here tampa has had buffalo's number for like a decade so got to give the sabers a little love here uh as it's now been three in a row over the lightning uh the first time the sabers have won three straight over tampa since the team won four in a row against the lightning in the 09 10 season yeah so we're talking what 14 years ago that started so it's been a while since the sabers have kind of had a streak against tampa it seemed like forever Tampa just continue to dominate. Okay, Don Granado is meeting with the media. Let's take you there live. With it, even though they gave up a goal, did did you like the way they had to stick with it and able to overcome it? I did. Love the uh, the effort, the focus to to get the win. Um, it felt our guys had that sense of objective uh, the entire game, um, but had to fight uh, really hard and really late to get it. But uh, um, told them they they earned it. Um, deserve the win by the effort and by the by the focus and circumstances throughout lots of different challenges but uh, they plowed through it any update on Samuelson uh, I expect it day to day well I would expect um, that he should feel better tomorrow but we'll we'll see but it doesn't look like it'll be much more than day to day how do you want to balance managing a lead in the third period Don while also sort of staying aggressive um, it's not an easy team obviously when when they're trying to push the score but what did you think of just the way that the third period yeah. went? 
Yeah, when you're when you're trying to stay aggressive and, and you're getting down a stretch in a game, uh, even ice conditions matter in your decisions. So every night is different. Uh, energy levels, uh, you know, different players on, on different teams, different systems that come at you. There's just so many components that will come into, you know, tonight we didn't have Matthias Samuelson down the stretch. That mattered. So it seems like uh, there, there are some unique attributes to the last four or five minutes in a game. And there's uh, tons that are just unique to that situation, that building, and that moment. So uh, it's always, uh, you're, you're considering many different things. Like I said, tonight the obvious one was uh, missing Matias. Regulation and overtime, was there a certain message you were sending to keep them into it after the game tied up, or was that more of a player-led discussion? You know, when we gave up a goal very late, uh, what was it, seven seconds left, I, there, I didn't feel any need to give them a message. I loved where they were at um, and uh, knew that if we uh, – I just felt confident that, that they were going to get the job done, and I think that was probably our messaging, like just move on, we're gonna, we're, we'll win the game. And uh, obviously the overtime was very good. We uh, Owen hit a goal post or crossbar or something. And then obviously Cousins was, uh, was you know, obviously a beautiful game winner. But we had possession pretty much the entirety of it. So um, you could see that our guys were dialed in. What were you calling yourselves tonight? Obviously Jeff and Dylan scored. But, I mean, even Tage looked like he had a couple more opportunities. It seemed, it seemed like it was. Yeah, they did. More guys are looking like themselves. Uh, what I like, and I said it to you guys this morning, you know our confidence is there, um, and you. I mean, you got to ask yourself: Do you need to win to be confident? Because if you do, you're not very confident. Uh, and we had one, but you know, I could see our team and our players. You know, in practice uh, yesterday, that, you know, post game the other day, there's a confidence in this group, um, in their own capabilities and and, and, and outcomes and, and winning specifically. They're very confident they can do that and. Um, it, it, you know, we come into this game 0-2, but I felt our guys um, were just very in tune with the mo and in the moment, and and they're feeling better about their game. They're getting more in a rhythm, which is which is something that uh, uh, all players need. You thought Peyton had a great game. Uh, we used him as you saw late uh, third period in defensive zone draws, and he was really good there with even different lines. Um, so he, he brought that, that energy, to, you know, tenacity um, and structure, really. So he, he was good. And then Jost, obviously, uh, Zemgis, uh, who had a great game, uh, scored the opening goal. It was Jost, made a real nice play. And, and they had some good jump uh, immediately. Obviously, the first goal of the game, we've talked about that a lot, is a big deal uh, in this league. And those guys were key, uh, the, the uh, post with Jost Gergensen's in, in, the, in the game. What did you see with the overall defensive effort? It seemed like they were all there for each other defensively as throughout most of that game. What, what did you see defensively? Well, I liked our game defensively. We limited we limited things a lot. We made even some adjustments in between periods, specifically going into the third that I thought really helped us in the third that they grabbed grabbed onto right away uh, and were able to implement. So you know the speed of implementation, the confidence in in, in you know that situation of tight games. I thought. Uh, are good signs of maturity, and you know, uh, there's a lot more that uh, we need to get better at, and we I think we will. So, uh, but but it was a good game in that regard. I felt and nice for Devin to get a win, and and uh, he's earned that as. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, and I thought it was a good game all around. Okay, that is Sabres head coach Don Granato following the 3-2 overtime win as that is our blue and gold locker report brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. As we bring it back up here to the press box, Brian Colziel along with Pat Malacaro, Paul Hamilton down in the room, which we'll get some thoughts for here, th- thoughts from here in just a few moments. Uh, before we get to some highlights here, first of all, a couple of players I think worth mentioning tonight. First of all, uh, it was kind of mentioned by Granado, but Skinner and Cousins have been two of the players. We know a big reason they're on the team, their offensive ability, and they've been kind of stymied over the first two games, first two games and those two goals, guys getting goals, obviously you hope maybe that can jumpstart and get them going uh, into something a little bit better. Uh, I think Jordan Greenway continues to play really, really well. We know he wasn't playing at 100% last year. Don't know how much maybe that affected his jump, his game, his aggressiveness. But, man, he looks quicker. He looks more aggressive. He looks more confident. He looks like he's got chemistry with these players. I mean, let's face it, that's a piece of it, too. We know last year he comes in three-quarters of the way into the season and just starts playing with these guys. Uh, Now it looks like he's been playing with these guys for years. Uh, And, you know, the Sabres are continuing to get really good stuff out of that Middlestat-Greenway-Benson line. Uh, Tonight, so much of the conversation with Paul and I during intermissions had been about the Sabres' tendency to still shoot the puck when they have the opportunity the lane is there. They decide to maybe make the cute pass. Or as Don Granado has been said in the past, to pass the puck into the net. Uh, you know, Paterka may be the biggest example of all. It comes down on a two-on-one. The defenseman clearly takes away the passing lane to Cousins. And Paterka, instead of just rifling one at, you'd think, a, you know, a weak goalie. And Jonas Johansson, he decides to maybe try to slither a pass through and nothing happens. Earlier in the first period, we saw that as well from the Sabres coming in on an opportunity where they didn't get the shot off. And, uh, you know, we'll get to uh, highlights coming up here in a little bit, but let's get down to Paul first in the locker room. Um, Paul, I think, you know, you saw some good things continue. I was just talking about Jordan Greenway continuing to play well, that middle stat line doing so. But there also was some other players tonight that maybe finally kind of broke out of their maybe early season 
uh, I don't want to use the word slump, but maybe looking for offense. We saw that from Skinner and then, of course, from Cousins. That's got to be a good feeling for him to get the game winner. Yeah, especially to score the way he scored in overtime to win a game. That has to do a world of good for Dylan Cousins and his confidence. Uh, it was a good shot to, and just a good play all the way around as Buffalo had the puck, I think, for the whole overtime. I'm trying to think if Tampa touched it. I don't, I don't know if they did. And, you know, they won the opening faceoff and, and just kept going and kept buzzing, and they had hit a, a post uh, power, and then, you know, Cousins with that great shot and something we had talked about earlier, just shoot the puck. You know, this isn't Vasilevsky in goal. You know, shoot the puck. You never know what can happen. A great shot by Cousins. And I thought this was a better game for him. You know, it looked like he felt better. Now, he said he's felt fine, you know, throughout. Uh, uh, But, you know, he had had his problems throughout. But I thought it was a better game for him. I think he can play even better than we saw. But uh, it's a start. And to get that goal, I think it's just going to be a lot of confidence for him. Yeah, I would agree, Paul. And, you know, we saw some really nice passing in this game tonight to set up goals. Probably the best of them came from Owen Power to set up Skinner. We didn't really get a chance to talk about that during the intermission. Uh, The vision from Power, the ability to pass, we know he has it. That's a big reason why he got that contract extension. But uh, to just find Skinner and slither that pass through the couple of lightning defensemen, uh, a real impressive display there to end up getting that second Buffalo goal. And that's familiarity, too. You know, Power you know, has played with Skinner for a year, so he knows where Jeff likes to be. And if Jeff's going to break open, he knows where he's going to be. And he, I'm sure he got the noggin up a little bit and saw him over there and just laid a perfect pass over there. And Skinner's not going to miss that very often. Uh, he'll score 99 times out of 100 when he gets that opportunity. So uh, that was a good play, you know, for them and, and, and to get that. And I still thought in the first two periods they way overpassed the puck. And, you know, but there are things to really like. We've talked about it during the broadcast, the defensive effort. I thought they came back in waves. I thought they helped each other when they needed it. They were there to back each other up defensively. And if there was a great chance, Devin Levi was there to take it away. And that's what you need. You need your goaltender to be big when he has to be. Levi was because you're not going to you're not going to get out of the game with no great chances against you. You want to keep them to a minimum, and I think they did that. You know, I, they probably only had four or five grade-A opportunities uh, and that Levi had to come up big on, but he did. He came up big each time. And and uh, other than that, I thought it was a very good defensive effort. I thought the penalty killing, and it's worth bringing up because we certainly brought it up enough last year when it wasn't good. It was absolutely phenomenal tonight. I was very much impressed with the way they got sticks in, in passing lanes taking those passing lanes away from the Lightning. The Lightning might have had one decent scoring chance on all their power plays. I thought the Sabres did a phenomenal job on their penalty killing. And really, when you look at the, the way the game ended up, it won them the hockey game. I mean, to win that special teams battle like that and do so well on that penalty kill, it gave you know them the opportunity to win the hockey game. Paul Hamilton down in the Sabres dressing room. Here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, 3-2 Buffalo victorious in overtime. Cousins gets the game winner, 146, into the extra session. Uh, Paul, let's talk about the injury to Matias Samuelson. I guess that would be good news in how Don Granato phrased it. He said day-to-day, I guess, you know, considering 
how poor this team's record was last year when he missed significant time. Um, the early word, I guess, is maybe a sigh of relief from the Sabres. Yeah, we'll see. You know, yeah. I don't really take much out of what we hear today. I mean, you'll see how he wakes up tomorrow and what what the report will be. I, I don't know if he'll be on the ice for practice or not. I won't speculate. But uh, he did only play one shift in the first period. It was early. I think he started, if I'm not mistaken. He was on the ice for the first shift of the third period. and was out there for a while. He got caught out there. And that was the end of uh, his evening as far as today went. So, you know, he is somebody that they need. He's a big part of their defense and somebody that uh, I'm sure they, you know, well, they don't want anybody to be out for a long time. But, uh, you know, I'm sure maybe they're breathing a sigh of relief if it's just going to be day to day and just a few days. Yeah. Paul, the negative of this game is that the Sabres probably deserve better than sweating out the final seconds, and then having to play overtime. But I think from what you and I discussed during the second intermission and how it played out, they probably, a lot of that, they have themselves to blame. They didn't really put Tampa away when they had the chance. And in the second period, when there were decent scoring opportunities, a lot of the time they chose to pass instead of shoot. Yeah, they did. They overpassed. And and that's the thing with Tampa. They only had one chance with the goaltender pulled. The Sabres were doing a great job. They were getting the puck out of the zone. They were doing it safely where, you know, the Lightning couldn't knock the puck down and keep it in. And they just kept doing it. I thought, uh, you know, I was really impressed. They never really got the puck where they could get a chance on, on the empty net. And uh, I, I really thought they were doing a great job. And then... With seven seconds left, they got one chance, and that's all Tampa needs. And that's what we talked about earlier in the game, that the Sabres are letting this hockey club you know, sit around. And you can't let them linger. And even though Buffalo had the better of the play, and I thought were the better team in this game and played very well, especially defensively, you know, they got one chance, and it's in the net, but Buffalo still got the win. The only fly in that ointment is – I know it's early, but you would like to take two points from the Tampa Bay Lightning and not give them one. They're in the division. Right. And uh, so you would rather be greedy and win that game in regulation so you get two points and Tampa doesn't get any. But they needed a win, and they got one. And they overcame getting scored on with seven seconds left in, in, in regulation, went out in overtime, had total possession of the puck the whole time, and, and they had to hustle a couple of times to keep possession. Casey Middlestat, um, Dylan Cousins, there were a couple of that looked like they were going to lose possession, but the hustle, Alex Tuck, the hustle of those guys kept the puck in their possession, and that, that was huge, I thought, where you know they could get a couple of golden opportunities. And as Devin Levi said, it was fun to watch because he really didn't have much to do. He didn't have anything to do. That's right. The overtime, no shots for Tampa. Really no possession at all. Okay, Paul, thank you very much. Great job today. Uh, Sabres right back at it with Calgary on Thursday. A four-game homestand here, Paul. Tonight the first one, and we know we'll, we'll, we'll finish it with this here. A key to the season maybe getting even better than last season is that they have to have a winning record in this building, I think, if we're going to have playoff games. And, you know, one and one, obviously, we're super early, but an early four-game homestand, like here's an opportunity to maybe try to establish a little bit better record at home than what they had last year. And the Flames are here. 
Uh, they're waiting to get their equipment in the locker room as soon as Tampa's equipment is out of there and locker room sterilized. The Flames equipment goes in, so they're here. All right, they'll be well-rested getting ready for this game on Thursday at 7 o'clock. Paul, thank you very much. Have a great night. Take care, guys. All right, Paul Hamilton down in the Sabres dressing room. 3-2, Buffalo victorious. The update there on Matias Samuelson, again, day-to-day, the team calling it an upper body injury. The injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. For all of you in your car, on your way home, hope you're enjoying the post game. Your drive home from the game brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. All right, when we come back here, we'll take a quick timeout. We will get you highlights. And if you want to jump on board with your thoughts on this one, it's 803-0550 to join us here. Pat will also be returning here with some final thoughts, and also we'll get his scoreboard uh, on the rest of the night in the NHL. We'll update you on the standings, let you know where the Sabres sit now here through three games. 3-2, Buffalo wins it in overtime. Dylan Cousins' goal, 146. The difference maker into the OT gets it done. You're listening to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Brian Colsey with you here live at KeyBank Center. More coming up in a moment on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Across the Sabres blue line. This play stays on side. Kucherov, little shake, and a great club save by Devin Levi. Devin Levi, one of his 20 saves. Dan Dunleavy on the call. That's our save of the game. Brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. Back here at KeyBank Center, Brian Colziel. Post-game show rolling on. 3-2 Sabres win it. Let's get to the highlights. Buffalo having a great first period start. 8.57 mark into the game. It's Zemgus Gergensen with his first of the year. And Al Clifton for Samuelson. Down deep in the Buffalo zone. Pass up ahead and brought up to center by Jost to seen down the middle. Scores! Semigus Gergensen drives the lane. They find him, and the Sabres take a 1 0 lead. Gergensen's first. Jost in the lineup gets the primary assist. Samuelson the other. 1 0 Buffalo. Just a little less than seven minutes later, Buffalo adding to their lead. A nice feed from Owen Power. He sets up Jeff Skinner in front. Skinner will leave it. Tuck will carry it back into the Tampa zone. Thompson trailing, now going to the net as Tuck sweeps it in front. Into the far corner, Tuck gets it back to the point for Power. Power along the ice. Skinner put that one in the back of the net with a really quick release. That was a catch-and-shoot beauty. And the Sabres lead it 2-0 with 4.32 remaining in the opening period. Now, good description there from Dan. Power, little saucer pass from the blue line. To Skinner in front, caught it, put it home quick, tucked the other assist. 2-0 Buffalo, that was the score through one period of play. We go to the second and late stages of period two at the 17.58 mark as the puck comes in from the high corner, the shot from Brandon Hagel, and he beats Devin Levi to Tampa to get themselves on the board. Puck still pinned against the boards. Now it comes through, you know, in front, and Hagel with a quick one-timer as that puck came right up to him. He gets his third of the year, and it's now a 2-1 to game with 2.02 to go. Sabres in the lead here in the second period. Hagel getting his third of the season late in the second. That made it a 2-1 Buffalo lead heading to the third. And well, Buffalo, after just a shift in, finding out they were going to be without Matias Samuelson for the rest of the game, out with a 
lower body injury. Buffalo did have a power play at the halfway mark, couldn't convert to maybe seal it. Tampa pulls the goalie late, and in the final seconds, they tie it. Tagle again, his second of the night. Plays it to the corner and points on it. Point sends it to the net. Stopped by Levi in the rebound. He makes a save on it as well. Point to the front of the net. Deflected. They oh. score with seven seconds remaining. Hagel gets the goal, and it's a 2-2 game. Hagel's second of the night, fourth of the season at 19.53 in the six-on-five situation. Point gets the assist, 2-2 the score. That forces overtime. In the OT, though, all Buffalo essentially possessed it the entire time. Owen Power hit the post in the opening minute. Then just seconds later, Buffalo gets the game winner, courtesy of Dylan Cousins. Greenway. High slot in the Tampa zone. He'll leave it. Dylan Cousins trying to create a lane with a shot. Scores! The workhorse from Whitehorse in overtime. And the Sabres win it 3-2 with 3.14 to go in the extra period. Greenway and Darlene get the assist. 3-2 Buffalo. That is your game winner. Cousins wins it for Buffalo as they improve to 1-2 on the season. As uh, Buffalo right now tied with Florida in that seventh spot in the Atlantic as we bring Pat Malacaro back in. Uh, Pat, but no team has more than four in the Atlantic. So you go 0-3 and, and you have no points. Um, obviously, it's 3 of 82. So the math tells you it's uh, it's, it's 79 not, left. Right. There's 79 left. That, you know, there's no reason for panic mode. But 0-3 would have felt pretty... Uh, squirmishy kind of uh, after maybe what the expectations were coming in and you're the only team in the East without points. And it's the way you were losing games too, right? It's If you're scoring five, six, seven goals in those losses, okay, you lose a shootout up and down the ice, you know, type of game, whatever, you know, you don't want to lose them, but at least you, you come out of it saying, well, this is the same scoring team that we saw last year. They're just not winning the games right now. But you score one on the opening night. You score two and lose 3-2 in the second game. And then through regulation tonight, only scoring twice as well. And you're saying, All right, when is this team finally going to have Tage Thompson score a big goal uh, and, and put the team on his back early in this year? Alex Tuck, now that line gets in on the Skinner goal, and he scores. So that's an important goal for the team. But you're looking for your top scores, and that's why also it was important for Dylan Cousins getting the game winner and getting his first goal of the year to maybe be a springboard to now uh, you know, more offense over these next couple of games. Yeah, I, I think. Cousins especially is a player we know last year took a huge step. The Sabres can't afford to maybe have him take a step back. Not that he was going to do that. Again, it's so early. I mean, our sample size of what we have to analyze through three games here we know is small, but um, you know, you don't want it to get too far where maybe you could start to try to make – you start making conclusions thinking like, uh-oh, was last year's offense maybe a fluke? Right, and that's why we're in the preseason we were talking about who were the other players that were going to have to come through if the Sabres team – is going to be a playoff team. Peyton Krebs is one of those players that you and I talked about, and not knowing that he would be moved off of the line with Gergensons and Oposo certainly in the year. But to me, he's a guy that now through a couple of years in the NHL, he's learned to play uh, the game at a high level, and it was time for him to move up to another line. And unfortunately, it's because of Victor Olofsson's lack of production five-on-five 
uh, that that results in Krebs going up to that second line with Cousins. But you know, it was only one night. But we'll see if now there's a little bit of chemistry for for these for that line, and if they can start scoring goals at a regular pace, then the Sabers really have something else uh, besides just the top line. And then you add in the middle stat line as well, and you got a nice line sandwich right in the middle. That's right. All right, let's get to our three stars now. Brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, now I'm hungry. Three stars. Zemgus Gergensen's with a goal, star number three. Jeff Skinner with a goal, star number two. And Dylan Cousins with the game-winning goal. He is star number one. Not mentioned in the stars, who I thought played really well, even though he didn't face a lot of saves. I thought he made a lot of big saves. Was Devin Levi, um, the one that he had on point in the first, I thought was a monster one. The glove save on Kucherov early second. So it wasn't quantity-wise um, maybe a, a monster night for Levi. But the Lightning's big-time stars, Pat, had great looks, and he came up with some big saves there. Otherwise, maybe the Sabres lose in regulation, and our conversation right now is much different. I agree, and how many times have we sat here, you and I have been in this booth for over a decade together, and said you're looking, it's not an easy save, but you're looking for your goalie to make that one save to keep you in the game. And... Levi did that a couple of times to help either keep the game scoreless, keep Buffalo in front, and give the team that opportunity to at least get the game to overtime despite the, the goal by Hagel with seven seconds left and get that winner. Yeah, I'm going to make Devin Levi our electric player of the game tonight. Brought to you by Town Ford. When you think of Ford, think of Town Ford. Brian Colziel, Pat Malacaro here at KeyBank Center. Sabres win it 3-2. to two. We'll look ahead to the Calgary game coming up in a moment, but uh, let's get some calls in here. 803 if you'd like to join us here on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, uh, let's start things off with Brian and Williamsville. Hi, Brian. Go ahead. You're on the postgame. Yeah, I wanted to say Levi played great tonight. It was to see, great to see the talk line chemistry, um, the chemistry, and I do agree that second line 19 deserves to be there as long as he's playing well. And I don't know. They might have to call up a defenseman right now. I'm thinking 61 right now because of the experience. But we'll see who they call up defensively. But I go with him. All right. Thank you very much, Brian, for the call. Our uh, Serve Pro first response from the fans. Brought to you by, of course, Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy as they respond first and faster to any size disaster. You can always give us a call, 803-0550, uh, or you can send me your thoughts on Twitter at BrianWGR. Uh, the shadow on Twitter saying the top line looking to really break out against Calgary on Thursday night. He says it'll be interesting to see who goes in Samuel's spot Thursday night. Samuel's in spot on Thursday night. Well, first of all, day-to-day. We don't want to assume he's out. Uh, I know Brian just said he was referring 61. That's, of course, Riley Stillman maybe who he's referring to there. Um, I think it's going to be Jacob Bryson. I mean, he's been he's the only saver currently on the active roster and is a healthy scratch, but they liked Bryson enough to send Stillman down, so I think that's likely the candidate if Samuelson can't go. Yeah, if Samuelson can't go, you're right. And now we did, we also did see Rasmus Dahlin with a couple of different defensemen and you know just matching up really well. And no surprise for a player who's one of the top defensemen in the game. But at this point right now, um, you know, looking to see who can who can work well with Dahlin uh, if Samuelson's out for any period of time and it's almost a plug and play situation. You put someone next to Dahlin and uh, it, it's going to pretty much be a, a pairing that you can count on. Yep. Uh, Luke sending in a tweet saying, uh, Tom, I'm referring to Tage Thompson right now, looks a little snake bit out there, but hopefully he'll turn it around. He said he basically did the same thing last year. Can't wait to see that first light, first line 
start to get some of their swagger back. We thought Thompson had a really good look in was it the, the second, second period? Yeah, right uh, in the middle. Right. Yeah. And really, Johansson just got his arm on it and, and made the save. But that was the the one time shot, the bullet that we've seen Thompson, uh, especially a lot last year, use to his advantage. So yeah, it's coming. And again, you talk about a couple of these players get the first one, and more things will come. And for Thompson, it's only a matter of time. That's right. Three to the final here. We'll take a timeout from KeyBank Center uh, when we come back. We'll get Pat's scoreboard check. We'll update you on the rest of the standings, other NHL headlines, and uh, we'll preview the Calgary game. If you want to jump on board, let us know, 803-0550, or you can send me your thoughts on Twitter at BrianWGR. 3-2, Sabres win it in overtime. Dylan Cousins, the game winner. Buffalo picking up their first win. They are now 1-2. and two. More of the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show coming up. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Zone pass to the far circle, but what a save by Levi! Got the pad out on Braden Point and kicked it away. There's one of Devin Levi's big saves we were just talking about last segment there, one of his 20 in the game. That one on Braden Point with Buffalo up 1 0, and that, of course, kept it at a 1 0 game. Buffalo winning it 3 2 as we welcome you back here to the press box at the Key Bank Center. It's the Upstate Honda Dealers post game show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Along with Pat Malacaro, I'm Brian Colziel, TJ Luckman, producing back in our Amherst studios. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, bright and early, if you're up and going, 6 a.m., uh, make sure you tune in on WGR. Jeremy White, Sneaky Jody Biasi, they'll be up and going. I'm sure they'll have some thoughts on this game tonight. I know Jeremy was in the stands tonight. I think Joe might have been as well. Yeah, so, they, uh, yeah. I saw Jeremy actually on ESPN as they showed the game winner, a pat shot of the crowd there. So uh, they'll be up having their thoughts for you on this game as, uh, of course, then getting you ready for this week's Bills-Patriots game as well. That's tomorrow morning on our flagship station uh, starting at 6 a.m. All right, Pat, we're going to look ahead to this Calgary game in a moment, but let's see what's going on in the rest of the NHL here. Let's take you around the league. Yeah, a lot of action out west, including Kyler Yamamoto's first goal of the year. Seattle has a one nothing lead over Colorado through 20 minutes of play. Halfway through the opening period in Vegas, the 3-0 Golden Knights taking on the Stars. They are scoreless. Also halfway through the first, the Sharks and Hurricanes, each with a goal, including Seth Jarvis' first of the year. They are tied at one apiece. Finals from earlier on today include the Flyers' 2-0 victory over the Canucks. Carter Hart, 25 saves for the shutout. Sean Couturier missed a lot of time the last couple of years. Gets his first goal of the season in the victory. Wild 5, Canadiens 2. Also the Islanders, just one goal in the second period enough. Defeating the Coyotes, 1-0. The Oilers, Leon Dreisaitl, 4 points on the game. Same for Zach Hyman. 2 goals, 2 assists for Dreisaitl. A goal and 3 assists for Hyman. It all leads to a 6-1 Oilers victory over the Predators. And in Winnipeg, the Kings defeat the Jets 5-1. Also, one note from baseball, as they are late stages of Game 2 of the National League Championship Series. Phillies lead the series one game to none on the verge of taking a two-game-to-none series lead. 10-0 to score. Kyle Schwarber, a couple of solo home runs. Three solo homers to start the day for the Phillies, who lead the Diamondbacks 10-0 in the bottom of the eighth. An off day tomorrow. When the ALCS gets back underway with the Rangers leading two games to none, then these two teams back in the LCS on Thursday from Arizona, Brian. All right, so two baseball series going to be both 2-0. And once again... Phillies are going on the road, 
So essentially they held serve, but Texas won both their games in Houston. Yeah, that is a surprise that the Rangers have come away with those two wins. And what else is new for the Phillies two years in a row now? They have really... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. On their groove as it has gotten later into October, Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, the big free agent acquisition, helping uh, with the team today. So they are really firing on all cylinders. Yep. All right, so Calgary is the opponent coming up on Thursday. Obviously, maybe the story of tomorrow's skate with the team will be whether we see Matias Samuelson on the ice, whether he'll be ready to go. That will obviously be a piece he's you know, last year, not to make, you know, so much here of a day-to-day injury, but with him, I mean, their record, Pat, was just so bad when he didn't play. I mean, to to say that he is so important to this team that it affects their win-loss record that much, like you wouldn't think one player would have that big of an impact. But, man, it is just, it's like the whole defensive core, not even, even for the pairs that he's not paired with. It just, it bolsters the other pairs. Uh, you know, we know Darlene can play with anybody, but man, just not having Samuelson in the lineup last year, we know they had that stretch of November where he essentially missed the entire month, and well, that was the worst month of the season for the Sabres. It upsets the apple cart in the fact that, yes, we talked about anybody can pair with Darlene, but you have to change your pairings around as a result. So what Matias Samuelson brings to the table not many other players on the ice or on the roster do. So it causes some issues for you in terms of having to move somebody else up, elevate another player, and then jumble in the other two lines around a little bit uh, defensively also. So that's the main reason why that happens. And you're taking on a Calgary team on Thursday that really has gone over a lot of transition this past year, not making the playoffs last year, 
new head coach, new general manager, new front office basically for the Flames who really got rid of three core players or two via trade and one uh, decided to leave in free agency and have had to remake the roster pretty quickly. Yeah. Jacob Markstrom still their guy in goal. He's played all three games so far, and with them being off on um, with this game coming up on Thursday since Monday, you got to expect that maybe he'll be in again. Calgary one one and one on the season so far. Uh, they opened the season with a win against Winnipeg at home. Then they lost on Saturday to Pittsburgh five to two, and then Monday night they lost in the shootout to the Capitals three to two. So. Uh, a one-one-and-one record, and uh, Markstrom played them all, and I'm guessing we'll see him Thursday. Um, you know, not too far removed a few seasons ago when he was unbelievable, and the Flames ran away with the start of the season with the Pacific. Yeah, and they really did it with good team defense in front of Markstrom. He played well, and they've had other goalies in there, whether it be Dan Vladar along the way or David Riddick, uh, other other goaltenders. But um, you know, somebody that really he's had to play a bulk of the games and again, without the likes of Monaghan or Goudreau anymore or Kachuk, who's in Florida, they have really had to rely on other players like Huberto, who's acquired in that trade for Kachuk, uh, but they have really struggled to really find their footing over the last year or so. Yeah, you think of the three names you mentioned that are gone. Like, that was some firepower there offensively. They've really turned into more of a, you know, a conservative defensive-style approach back up front with Markstrom kind of leading the way. And, you know, I don't know necessarily if that's how you win right now in the NHL, but that certainly is how the Flames have kind of flipped their roster back that way. But uh, we'll see him here uh, on Thursday, 7 o'clock puck drop. We'll have the pregame show at 6 uh, right here on WGR and along the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Uh, but to finish the point here, Pat, about Thursday and this homestand, four in a row at home. And you've got the Islanders Saturday in Montreal here Monday. Um, to me... I mentioned it with Paul. If the Sabres are going to take the next step, which means make the postseason, if they're going to springboard on that 91-point total, maybe get to 100, which you know, you'd think would get you in, uh, it starts with a winning record at home to me. I know there's a lot of variables in the season, but I don't think you can expect to play any better on the road. They were really good. They were one of the best teams on the road last year, but they have to be better at home. You can't have a losing record at KeyBank Center and still us sitting here saying, well, how can they still get in? You have a losing record at home, then you don't deserve to be in. Yeah, and it's a problem that's plagued this team for a while, um, going back several years, but you're right. It, it starts with a winning record here, and uh, you know you, you have to come out of this four-game stretch with, with more points, uh, with a winning record, to, to kind of put some points in the bank as we move along. Yep. Thank you, Pat. Thanks, Brian. Sabres win it tonight 3-2, 1-2 in the standings through three games of 82. Game four will be Thursday night, Calgary, 7 o'clock, pregame at 6. Hope you'll be with us then right here on the Sabres radio network. And with that, we're going to say good night to you here from downtown Buffalo. I want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer, back in our Amherst studios. Thank you very much, TJ. The crew here at KeyBank Center, Pat Malacaro, Jonathan Koziel, Paul Hamilton, engineer Tom Maddy. Show up with the Bulldog on the pregame. And, of course, our great game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. I'm Brian Colziel. Thank you for listening. Again, the final at overtime, Buffalo 3, Tampa Bay 2. We'll talk to you here Thursday night, Sabres and Flames, right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 